and over at four o'clock on what is a miserably cold day here in Madison. It's chilly out there. It was not. It was not a fun walk here. Polar vortex. Polar is getting, vortex. Mother Nature is is uh, it's kicking our butts. It's, it's winning. As always, we got Dubs in the house. Dubs, how What's are you good? doing today? Are you staying warm? Staying warm. Got the winter coat on in the studio. Feeling Ooh. very, very comfortable. Kind of psycho move. Yeah, you're gonna be sweating at the end of this. Because um, <clears throat> we're gonna be spitting hot takes, though. There's gonna be a lot of hot takes. Oh. Today's episode, we will not have a guest. It will be strictly a Super Bowl 53 preview. We'll maybe get to some other topics at the end of the show if we can. But our main focus is going to be the Super Bowl. But before we start, the NBA is the gift (laughs) that keeps on giving. News breaking earlier today. The New York Knicks, I, I can't even say it with a straight face. The New York Knicks agreed to trade Chris Ops, Porzingis, Courtney Lee, Tim Hardaway Jr. to the Dallas Mavericks. Man, this is just it's pathetic. For Wesley Matthews, Dennis Smith Jr., and DeAndre Jordan. And let me tell you, the Knicks might be, now that the Browns are coming up, <laughs> the Knicks might be the worst franchise in the history of sports. History. You can they traded. Oh, they traded. That's a that's a bold state. That's a hot yeah, take to start that, out the show. I kind of like it. Putting them ahead behind the Browns. Browns wow. are coming up. Yeah, but the Browns were terrible this, literally f- until this year, like yeah, forever. This until trade back to the Jim isn't Brown days. as bad as you think, though. What? What's In, your? Are you? What's well, your spin zone here? My my take is that. Porzingis is a restricted free agent next year. He's obviously going to be offered thirty-five to forty million dollars. The Knicks probably think it's a huge risk to give that to a guy that hasn't played in probably what he's played fifteen games yeah, in two yeah. ga- two years. He hasn't played much. Um, and then also the DeAndre Jordan, um, that salary cap that's huge for the cap because his contract's up this year. So the Knicks will have a ton of cap room next year. It's just all about what they do this summer with Here, that cap room. Here's my rebuttal to that is, yes, basically this whole trade was just clearing the books to try to pick up two big free agents this summer, this upcoming summer. They're basically banking on getting Kevin Durant, Kyrie, maybe Jimmy Butler, one of, two of those two three. Of those. They have two max spots now, and I guarantee you they will not get anyone they Kevin Durant's gonna stay in Golden State Kyrie might go to LA don't okay. sleep on that but the Knicks are gonna find a way to blow it up and they're gonna ruin speaking it. of LA though I could not help but laugh yes I got an NBA comment shout out Pat Love it. yeah Anthony Davis since requesting the trade jerseys that they wear the first ones the Nala ones no LA yeah <laughs> straight up subtle throwing it out there can't even go. That that honestly, I would not have thought twice twice about it. But the NBA is the most petty league on the face of the planet. That I I full blown think they did that on purpose. No, I I don't even watch. I told you this the other day. I don't even watch the NBA to see like who wins because I already know Golden State's gonna win. I yeah. I watch it for the pettiness. I watch it for things like this where <laughs> teams are absolutely making preposterous decisions. But we'll see. Maybe it work, works out. Maybe it won't. Dubs. Let's do a little top five in the first five, brother. A Super Bowl edition of five in the first five. 
We start out with Nikhil Roby Coleman's, Coleman's comments saying that age has definitely taken a toll on Tom Brady. Oh, no. Do you think old Tom will use that as motivation this Sunday? I don't think it really matters to Tom. Tom does his thing. Guys always try to chirp. They always try to get in his head, but Tom's always just done his own thing. I don't think he's they're in his head at all. I mean, this coming from the guy that got a gift from the refs. Only reason that they're still there. But I don't think they're in Brady's head at all. I think the the biggest thing for Brady's side of it, I, I mean, when you're when you're saying stuff like this, you're you're asking to get your butt kicked. Um, even Brady said this week uh, on Radio Row that, or, or in the media day, excuse me, um, at some point he has to make his own motivation because he's been playing for so long, and this is one of the things that's going to get him motivated, saying he's old, can't play anymore. So hopefully Brad, uh, Roby Coleman will not get a pass interference call, but we'll see. I, ho- I hope every receiver gets every call against him, strictly because of last week. We'll see. We'll see. Next one, Dubs. <clears throat> All right. Aaron Donald is an absolute game wrecker for the Rams Facts. with 20 and a half sacks this year. What do the Patriots need to do, especially on the offensive line, to neutralize him? Ooh. Well, the biggest thing for me would be the tempo. When when uh, Philly was getting to, to um, Brady, sorry, I'm, I'm losing my train of thought. When Philly was getting to Brady, when Atlanta was getting to Brady in the past two Super Bowls, they said, you know what, we got to speed it up tire them out that's going to be the biggest key for them is going to get the tempo going make sure that Rams are using multiple defensive linemen getting their rotation going um, and really slowing down that pass rush which like you said is uh, probably the best in the game so Pato play action read an article on ESPN talked about how the Rams on play action passes were the worst defense in football this year oh no they only got they on uh, play action passes, QBs went 91 of 121 for 14 touchdowns and four picks and like almost 1,200 yards against the Rams D. They were the worst defense when it came to play action. I think they used that as a gift. Um, they, I think they only got like four sacks out of the play action despite they got good pressure, but I think they're going to use that to their advantage, uh, get James White in the game. Brady gets the ball out quick. I think that's how they have to handle it. Yeah, I like both of your guys' rebuttals there because this kind of follows into my next question. Um, because a couple of weeks ago in the AFC Championship, New England used a game plan where they ran the ball a ton to kind of control time of possession and get that Kansas City right. offense off the field. Do you think they'll go back to that since L.A. has such a great offense, or will they kind of speed it up to neutralize Donald? I think they're going to mix it all up. I think they're going to have to run at Donald to start. I mean – being the unbelievable pass rusher he is, he's looking to create gaps to to put pressure on Brady. So I bet they'd try running the ball right at him early. Um, you have to establish a run game, especially like I just said about uh, having the play action pass. But, I mean, two playoff games, the Patriots haven't given up a sack yet. And that's against teams that had pretty respectable pass rushes in the Chargers and the Chiefs. So, um, I mean, I think... I think the Rams have an unbelievable defense, and it's going to literally come down to that war in the trenches. I mean, I know that the Patriots are just going to suck the clock yeah. right down. They did it in Kansas City at first. They just sucked, it, especially in that first half. They sucked uh, the first drive was like eight, seven minutes. 
against uh, the Chargers. They scored right away. They took some time off, five, six minutes. So that's definitely going to be something to watch for, keeping the ball out of Jerry Goff's hands and making sure Tom Brady and the boys get their confidence in and and especially get the run game going because Sonny Michelle's been huge for them. He's been lights out. The past two games. Uh, speci- uh, specifically in the playoffs, James White. Even they, they've been mixing in Burkhead, too, so run game's going to be a big key. Absolutely. Um, speaking of running backs, Todd Gurley last week against New Orleans only had four carries for 10 yards. Wasn't really on the field that much. If he's not at 100%, will Jared Jared Goff excuse me, be able to keep that L.A. offense afloat? I think so. I mean, I think they still have so many other weapons, and Goff's had a Great year. Sean McVay is a great play caller. I mean, you can't hear a single talk show or anything about this, and they don't in some way, shape, or form talk about Sean McVay being 33 years old or being an unbelievable play caller. It happens every single time. Um, obviously, they it would be great for them to get him going, but um, I still think their offense will be fine. We'll see, man. I mean, last game against New Orleans, they, they didn't seem to have too big of an issue. but Saints also had a good run, D. Yeah, they have one of the best run D's in the league in the regular season, mm-hmm. whereas the Chiefs have one of the worst run yeah. D's on the other side of things. And the yeah. Patriots ran the ball down their throats. Not great, and I think when when you're going up against pro- the best coach of all time, not probably the best coach of all time, and Bill Belichick, it's pretty clear you got two weeks to prep. He's going to do everything in his power to neutralize the weapons. He's going to neutralize Cooks. He's going to say, hey, we don't want Cooks to beat us deep. We'll take the, the short with Josh Reynolds in the slot. We'll take that. So, I mean, Belichick, I wouldn't bet against Belichick in that in that situation. I think he has a good game plan to stop the weapons that are on, sure. the, on the Rams. Especially the two weeks to prepare to go back to your comment about Gurley. Like, if he's not 100% having that extra week in between, definitely be a big help. Absolutely. All right, final question for you guys. Who wins Super Bowl 53 and what's the score? Ooh. Or are we going to come down to these in our prop bets and our picks? Nah, let's wait. Let's, let's break wait it down, down a little wait, bit yeah. more. Go, Go to, to the to trivia. You got trivia yep, for us? Yep. We, we, we don't want to spoil the, uh, the, big, the big shebang until the end. All right. Sean McVay with a win would be the youngest coach to, youngest coach to ever oh, win a Super Bowl. Who what is currently the youngest head coach to win a Super Bowl? Do you know this one? No, but I knew exactly where he was going with it right away. Youngest coach think. to win the Super Bowl. Hmm. Bill Belichick. I was going to say, Bill had to have been. I mean, they won their first one 17 years ago. Yeah. No, but he's like 70 he's, now. He's, he's Belichick's 70. 66 right yeah. now. No, I'm just trying him. to think. I feel like it's gonna be an old timer one. I don't know. I don't want to give away any hints. I don't. I don't want you to do the the John. Har- I, I'm gonna. I was gonna say John Harbaugh. I want. I don't want you to do two Ravens. No, absolutely same, not. I'm not about same that trivia. Uh, Man, this is a tough I mean, one. Like an, we should have known this. This I is know. probably like like an early ESPN's Bill probably covering Parcells this. Or, <laughs> I don't know Parcells. Wow, <laughs> bringing back the clock. I, was it in the in the last twenty years. Yeah. Okay. That that helps. I would say it's not Belichick. How old was Sean Payton? Or, yeah, Sean Payton. I don't think he's that old either. I don't think he's that old. But they also didn't win that long ago. What was it, 10 years ago? 2009. Yeah. So, yeah. so he would have been 45. That's pretty young. That's pretty young. Is, uh, he, is he a current coach? 
Yep. He, Sean he is in the NFL. <laughs> Sean Payton's his guest. Wow, then Sean Payton, he kind of gave it away there. Current coach in the NFL, yeah. I would say, just because I want to differ from him, I would say, nah, Ron Rivero. Carolina no. didn't win. Yeah, it has to be Sean Payton. Sorry, guys, you guys are wrong for the second uh, consecutive week. Man. It was actually former Minnesota Vikings defensive coordinator Mike Tomlin oh, was the oh, youngest co- coach to win at 36 in Super Bowl 43. Man. Pittsburgh in, like, 2009, right? No, 20. Eight. I think it was yeah, 2008. Tw- yeah. Wait, they what played Warner and Fitzgerald. Larry Fitz, yeah. Kurt Warner. Having the drive, Big Ben extending plays like he always does. Santonio dro- Holmes dropping that in. Yeah, shout out Santonio Holmes making that yeah. toe toe yeah. drags catch. That was unbelievable. Big Ben just buys time in the pocket though, and literally puts it where nobody else can get it, and somehow he gets both toes. That he game, gets absolutely dummy yeah. too. It was like it was he crazy. gets dummy to push him out of bounds. It still gets him down. We should have got that. We should have gotten that. That game also featured a big boy touchdown, too, with James oh. Harrison in the pick six from 100 yeah. that out. That was Dude, unreal. It, he was rumbling, a, stumbling, yeah, rumbling. I was just about to say, that's a Chris Berry long as I had. Rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Larry Fitzgerald almost came from behind and stripped him, but <laughs> when you see him, he's like Bro, jogging he's, back to the sideline. He's like, man, he's, I need some give, me, give me the oxygen. Give me the uh, mask. He's getting the Wait, oxygen mask out. I have this is just for my dad. So I have one more trivia question. Bring it on, bring it on. For you Shout guys. out Mark Whitmore. What's Shout up? out Mark Whitmore Shout on the Mark show. Greer, huge friend of the Who program. Who played at the halftime show that it, year? That year? Yep. Ooh. Was that the uh Janet Jackson no. Timberland? No, no, no. That no, was, that, way was long that was ago. that was the Patriots Panthers one way back. That was a legendary one. JT. Was that the was that Katy Perry and the Shark? It was not. No, that was the Seahawks. Uh, How do you know that? Because I remember those things. <laughs> I remember. I remember that one. Halftime show in two thousand nine. Who was big time in two thousand nine? He's an was old it, guy. Old guy. Old guy. Was it? No, I'm thinking twenty eleven. It wouldn't 2011, be Twenty eleven. Twenty eleven was the. Was it, it was Bruce. Oh man. Mark Whitmore has tight. been to at, at least thirty Bruce concerts, oh, and he was on the couch Respect. singing along. He's <laughs> unreal. Born in Respect. the USA. Born to run. Oh man, that the boss brings the house down. He oh, does. Even at his age right now, I went to see him a couple years ago. He was bringing the house down. Oh yeah, I love to see the boss. You think uh, Travis Scott is going to be performing yeah, with with Maria? I Fox. think I could do. I told you this, and this is not a hot take. I could do what Travis Scott does. All he does is, yeah, and it's lit. Yeah, wait, just wait till Maroon Five busts out like she will be loved, and oh, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna hold it. And he's just gonna go, it's lit. Yeah, <laughs> I I guarantee you, Travis Scott is gonna absolutely uh, improvise oh, all sure. the all the sights and sounds during what's gonna be an outstanding halftime show. Hopefully, yeah, hopefully, hopefully. I I was hearing some rumblings that Rune Five might be playing the SpongeBob halftime show. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. What do you mean? Uh, remember? Did you watch SpongeBob? Did your mom yeah, let yeah. you watch SpongeBob? Oh yeah. So remember in Oh, I know exactly they, what you're talking about now. Yeah, exactly when they performed what, now. what was yeah, that yeah. song called? Do you remember that dubs? No. Did Mark Whitmore let you watch uh, a, I was more of a Jimmy Neutron kind of guy. Oh uh, I, I like that. Hold on. I know ex- I know exactly what you're talking about now though. They played they at busted the busted out. They busted out. I remember that. It was called Sweet Victory. 
<laughs> sweet, sweet victory. That, <laughs> I that, hope. That, that, that might be a mutable offense. I don't know. I have a voice of an angel. I think uh, there's some rumblings that uh, that Mr. Miss the Maroon Five squad's gonna Adam Levine hash that hash that out. I don't know, man. He's one of the cooler guys on the planet. I'm just saying. Before we go to our first break, because we got a lot to digest, just pulled up Todd Gurley here. News coming on Tuesday. Coach Sean McVay said that Gurley will be a big part of the Super Bowl. Gurley saying he was sorry as you could finish that. And C.J. Anderson obviously is still there, but it looks that Gurley is healthy enough and he's going to be a force and he's going to be used early and often in the Super Bowl, according to the head coach. I don't think he would lie. C.J. Anderson's a big boy, too. <laughs> he is. Run that up the middle. <laughs> he <laughs> he's is. a big boy. He's a large human. He's a large human. Well, we will take our first break. We will be right back. Need to quick order a new pair of headphones or a book you've been wanting to read? When you order on Amazon, head to smile.amazon.com and set your charitable organization to Friends of Madison Student Radio. At no cost to you, Amazon will donate a percentage of your purchase to WSUM. For more information, visit smile.amazon.com. Back here, WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison. If you just missed it, kicked off the show, talked a little bit about the NBA. Started what's going to be a full Super Bowl 53 preview. Again, shout out Podbean because Dubs pointed it out last week. But Apple Podcasts, search us out on Twitter. We got Brother Graf running the Twitter account for the boys, but check it out. Shout out Brother Graf. Does a great job. Great job. Great job for the boys. Where, where are we headed now here, Lobes? Before we switch, or before we keep going with the Super Bowl preview dubs, we're going to do prop bets eventually, but we were just talking over the short break. <laughs> what uh, what was the prop bet you found? I, I was that, gandering uh, we on Bavada, and I see Johnny Hecker, the Rams punter, over under half a pass attempt. Oh. I would bet the over on it. Really? really? I think they do it at Plus least Plus 400. I, I think they do it at least once. I would love to see that. I feel like because it's just it's just a pass. It's not a completed yeah. pass, right? Yeah. Like they could get stuffed. True. I, I think that was the turning point in that game against the Saints because that 100%. was a long that was a long fourth down. They were on their own like thirty five. Yeah, Dubs called that last show. He was like, we forgot yeah. about it. So shout out Dubs for that. I will say, there's Bill Belichick's gonna be ready for it. He has for, to be oh, ready for it. Oh, for sure. It. You know he will be. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll get to the. Uh, Get to the prop bets eventually at the end of the show, and then we'll have our pick as always. We wouldn't, we'd be remiss to, uh, to not pick this game, to be honest with you. Anyways, let's just do a full-scale offense, defense, special teams, coaching, break it all down, and culminate with a our prediction. First of all, offensively, who has the edge and why, in your opinion? Are we, are we going by position or are we just going overall? Just overall. We can break down the positions in the in, in, in the analysis. I think, uh, I, think, I think the Patriots have the advantage. Reason being, Tom gets the ball out of his hand so fast. They have Michelle to, to run it with speed. They have Burkhead to pound it, running it. 
and then they have James White for the play action, the dump offs. He's got Edelman in the slot for quick throws. Uh, Peters and Talib rarely ever come uh, inside. Yeah. So uh, yeah, <laughs> Marcus they, Peters. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah, never really come inside. So I think that's going to open up opportunities for Edelman on quick slants, Gronk on the inside. But um, I mean, again, you see guys like James White line up way out on the outside too. So I think I give the Patriots the edge. I think so too. Uh, the biggest thing is that <clears throat> even though, well, it's going to come down to if the uh, defensive line for the Rams can get pressure on Brady, and even so, they could speed up the tempo, like we said, as well as using the play action. Those corners, Marcus Peters, I like to call him business decisions Marcus Peters because he will absolutely, first of all, he does not so, uh, tackle. Yeah. He, he refuses to tackle. Refuses. And he will uh, specifically sag off on purpose to try to pick it off. So I think they'll go after Peters a lot. Drew Brees and the Saints didn't really go after him, to be honest with you, in that game last uh, week. I'm curious to see what they do with like with Tlaib, though, because Tlaib's their best corner to see who they try and match him up against. When you put... Do you think he's going to go on the if like if Gronk's on the outside? He'll well, take he'll take him, but I mean, do you really want to spend him on Chris Hogan on the outside? Like, see, I don't know because Edelman never lines up on the outside. No, but and Edelman and Gronk are their biggest threats. I can't I can't see him play. Uh, I can't see them putting like him on James White out of the backfield. That's like a linebacker. Yeah, I don't know. That's why I'm really curious to see what they do. Like this is. You're forgetting about Philip Dorsett. Shout out Philip Dorsett. He had touchdowns in both playoff games. Facts. Shout out Philip Dorsett um, on the outside. There's just so many weapons, and I know uh, the Rams have weapons too. It really hurt having Cooper Cup out. That's a big. That's a big blow. Not for saying sure. Josh Reynolds is good, or not saying he's bad. <laughs> he's just sorry, Josh Reynolds. I know you're going to be listening, yeah. and I just want to say sorry. Not saying he's bad. I'm just saying. Not quite Cooper Cup. No, Cooper Cup's a major threat. Having C.J. Anderson emerge as a worthy backup to Gurley for really sure. helps. For sure. And if they can use Gurley in the pass game, I think that would really help them. I don't, I, in my opinion, I don't think Patriots D is that good. No. Um, what's, their, what's their corner's name again? The McCourty uh, Twins. Yeah. No. Or uh, Chung. Patrick Chung. No, no, not Patrick Chung. Chung's a safety. Who's their corner I'm thinking of? He's a young, young guy. Devin McCourty? No, what am I thinking of? It's going to bother me. I don't know. While you're looking that up, I'll keep talking. But on offense, I think Patriots have the edge just because, they A, they have the best player in Tom Brady. I think that's that's pretty obvious. Pretty established. Um, I like, for some reason, right now, I like their backfield better than the Rams' backfield. And in their whole passing game weapons I like their weapons oh, better than Stefan Gilmore. Yeah. That's what yeah, I was yeah. thinking. He's, he's their been, highest paid player. All he's pro. Been, he's been lights all out. Yeah. So I think he'll he'll see a lot of Robert Woods. Yeah, we'll see. Also uh Brandon Cooks on the outside. Yeah. They they got to get uh I think they got to get Gurley going in the pass game too. But uh we'll see. I I've, do you are you am I crazy for thinking that the Patriots have better weapons? The and a better backfield than the Rams. I, I think it. I think it comes down to how healthy Gurley is. Because if Gurley's healthy, he I think he is the better. He's the best player out of both backfields. 
And then C.J. Anderson, like you said, has proven himself to be a, a valued backup to help give Gurley that break if he's involved in the pass game, running downfield and everything. Yeah. I mean, James White's been unbelievable ever since he came out of nowhere in the Super Bowl. Shout out, Wisco. Uh, Facts. But, I mean, I think if Gurley's healthy and has is able to impact games the way he's capable of, then I think they have the better backfield. But I, for me, it, it all comes down, we talked about just the inside because Gronk and Edelman – well, Gronk will line up on the outside sometimes, but you know he's more valuable in the inside, especially if Talib and Peters are going to stay on the outside. Yeah, I'm gonna look up the net. Um, I'm gonna look up percentage of percentage of routes ran from the slot. Where would I find that yards per reception? I don't know. I get it. We were talking about it earlier, too, before we came on the air. Like, It's only been two games, but the Patriots have averaged 39 points between those two games. Granted, that can also be skewed because they played the Chiefs, and the Chiefs don't play defense. But still, 39 points is a lot of points. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's it's going to be tough for, for the Rams to slow them down, even though they have such a good defense. And that's a great – so, first of all, offense – Give the nod to the Patriots. Great segue. Defense. Rams defense is, we were talking about earlier too, one of, if not the baddest of all time. They are a mean Between the defense. Ravens D with uh, T-Sizzle, Ray <laughs> Lewis. T-Sizzle. That was a, that was uh, those a guys bad. were bad. This defense is, when you got Sue, Dante Fowler, and Aaron Donald up front, and then you got... Talib, Marcus Peters, Marcus Joyner. That's Marcus pretty Joyner. bad. Here. Keep Talib. Keep yeah. Talib, too. Talib. Keep Talib loves to trash, talk trash. Yeah. And I so, love that, too. So uh, on defense, Edge goes to the Patriots on offense. On defense, I would say the Edge goes to the Rams, but they have to go up against Tom Brady. Uh, on paper, going in, I. I think I give the Rams the edge. And the, the Patriots two Super Bowl losses to the uh to the Giants. The Giants had unbelievable pressure up the middle. They had unbelievable pressure and that's exactly where Aaron Donald will be all game long trying to do his best to impact it. And I think it all comes down to that it's going to come down to whether the Patriots line can stop him sue um like it's, it's it's that's the tr- war in the trenches right there. We last right. year when we interviewed Paul Christ, he said everything you do on offense is determined by what your offensive line can do. Right, and it's going to be determined whether the Rams can get penetration and put pressure on Brady. People are sleeping on. I mean, I guess maybe not sleeping, but that that uh, Patriots offensive line is not bad. They're actually no. pretty good. Um, keeping Brady upright, and obviously Brady's not the most mobile quarterback, but. The fact that he's getting the ball out quick, coupled with a pretty solid offensive line, just helps the fact there. The biggest thing is going to be, I'm going to use the buzzwords here, get him in a third and long. When you get him <laughs> in a third and long, they can't do the play action. Yeah. They can't just dump it off quick. That's when you pin your ears back, go get him, uh, and, and, and really rush the passer. So, excuse me, if, if they can get the Patriots into a couple third and long situations, I think that just just uh, is a big key, and and with that pressure, it's going to come a couple gifts in the form of interceptions, 
maybe a fumble. Lakeep Tlaib, Marcus Peters picks off a pass. We'll see. Tom Brady threw three picks in that uh, AFC title game. So Listen to this one. When they had that historic comeback against the Falcons in the Super Bowl two years ago, Pats ran 93 plays on offense, almost a record. But in the first three quarters, Atlanta pressured Brady, knocked him down uh, on forty-four or on forty-five percent of his dropbacks through the first three quarters, and they only got to him twenty percent of the time in the fourth quarter, where yeah. Brady just sliced and diced and went twenty-one of twenty-seven for two fifty-six. Yeah, that was that was probably the greatest. I mean, that is the greatest comeback of all time. But that just illustrates in, in modern, yeah, in modern day. I don't. I think it's the second biggest ever in the Super Bowl. I think or like in, a, in all in playoffs. All I think it's the biggest in the Super Bowl. I mean, that just illustrates the the Brady. fact. We're big facts guys on this show. Huge facts. As always. Big facts machines. Uh, but that always just, uh, <laughs> that just illustrates the the fact that you got to get pressure on them. And they have the pass rush to do it. So we'll see. We'll see. Dubs, you care to comment? See if we're, we're missing anything? Well, you guys did miss like one small thing. One thing that I really want to look at is the matchup in personnel between the coaching staffs because you have Josh McDaniels, a great offensive mind. He's been the New England Patriots coordinator for six or seven years already, probably in line to get a great coaching job, maybe succeed Bill Belichick against Wade Phillips, one of the best defensive coordinators. And then on the other side, you have Sean McVay, one of the great young play callers in the NFL today, going up against possibly one of the best defensive minds ever in Bill Belichick. So that chess match is really going to be interesting. doesn't call the plays, though. Josh McDaniels. Yeah. No, non-D. They're um, linebacker coach. Yeah. I can't uh, remember what his but name is. I just think the game plans between those two, and then I think a matchup to watch is definitely how they cover Gronkowski if they decide to put a guy like Mark Barron, who's more of a free a safety linebacker, right. or just a regular linebacker on Gronk. We'll see. Could you... Brian Flores is calls her. Yeah. They're D. Uh, defensive plays. Could you see... So you're thinking Mark Barron... Yeah, Mark Barron's going on Gronk. I think so. If if they play a lot of man-to-man coverage, I think that's the best matchup for the Rams. Yeah, I I mean we saw it in the, in the uh, semifinal game, <laughs> the Chargers' uh, ability or inability to change defenses and being so stubborn playing zone, so and stubborn, absolutely and killed them. So Brady just picked them. You yeah. can't play zone against no. New England. It's no. So I think that that's a good point, Dubs. I think that's a big. Key to watch. How they're gonna play, and yeah. I think that really helps. Whether, the and whether they make adjustments too, Absolutely. for sure. Because you know but, Brady's gonna, or you know Brady and Belichick are gonna make adjustments on right. the fly to to re- react to whatever they're doing. So if they don't get success early, watch them try and change it up. Brady will go to the the up tempo offense. They'll go no huddle and try and catch the Rams sleeping, catch them tired. But I think again, I think they'll mix that up a lot to try and slow the play down and keep possession and kill time. But right. then also ramp it up to catch the Rams on their heels. I could see much like the uh, much like the game last week against the Saints. I could see the Patriots getting two touchdowns in the first quarter, and LA being really? like, "Oof, what are we what are we getting ourselves into?" Like Patriots are ready for them, ready for anything, and then all of a sudden make some adjustments, and they start slowing them down, uh, and then they start coming back. Much like that uh, Seattle game. 
Oh, when yeah. when Seattle came back, they were just chipping away. Patriots were killing them the whole game. They were. They were. And Patriots or Seattle, excuse me, just chipped away, chipped away, chipped away. Should have won that game, but I could see the Rams starting slow and then making adjustments and slowing down Tom Brady. Your you th- thoughts? You think they start slow even after they did against the Saints too? Yeah, I mean, because that was the a Saints slow punch. Start. The Saints punch in a touchdown there. They're they're in. So yeah, Saints punch punch in a touchdown in the end when they get a pass interference call too. They win. I know, but I mean, shout when you out, get to shout out timeout. Shout out Sean Payton. Oh, wearing the, yep, wearing the, the undershirt for his press conference. That's that's all time. That is all time. That's NBA level pettiness. I mean, do wearing, you blame him though? having having the zipper come down just enough so that you see the shirt in the top of the hair. He definitely did that on top, purpose. See the top of the hair, but not so much that he's just coming right. Sean Payton might be an all time petty coach as well. With he the, is petty. Shout out Bounty the skull Gate. chant last year too <laughs> oh. in the divisional playoffs. The premature skull chant and then the whole Bounty Gate thing too. And that was a mean. Him and Marcus Peters got into it this early uh, this year. He goes, "Yeah, tell Sean Payton keep talking that that smack." Yeah, something, keep talking that smack. We gonna see him. We gonna see him soon. <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know, man. Sean Payton mixing it up. Special teams quickly. Johnny Hacker. We we shouted him out earlier. Obviously, the punting not a bit. I think this honestly. You, you think it's gonna be a high scoring? I don't what, think I don't thoughts? I don't think it's going to be that high scoring in all honesty. Two unbelievable offenses, but Super Bowls rarely are like shootouts back and forth like the the Rams Saints game earlier, the Patriots Chiefs games, you know? Right. Because teams are so focused on possessing the ball and making their scores count rather than just having a straight shootout. I think I think it won't be that high scoring. I do like I mean, I'm going to go to a quick proc prop bet, but I do like the over because I'll, What's I'll it just, at now? Um, I'm, I gotta look. 56 and a half. Yeah, I like that because, really? I mean, if you look at three out of the past four Super Bowls, erase the Denver-Carolina game, New England against Seattle, that was, what, 28-24? Yep. Um, and then the game last year was high scoring, and then the 28-3 game was high scoring as well, so right. I... I I think it's there's gonna be some points in this one. I'm not sure, but especially in a dome too. Oh yeah, six and a half though. I think I, I like That's that a lot. take. Really? For dubs, yeah. I mean. Oh, honestly, I would I would take the under. Really? I think we'll I would. See. We'll 56 see. Fifty six and a half is that's a lot. A big, that's a big spread. Can we quickly just give a shout out to Greg the Leg, Greg's airline? Yeah. Kid, fifty seven yarder, that, to win it. That's one thing that's I think is gonna be really helpful for both the fact that it's in a dome. Right. Makes a big difference kicking field goals. Shout out, but a negative shout out, Cody Parkey. Tough yeah. tough bounces, plural. Out kicking the field Too soon. kicking the kicking the field goal in the cold. But uh no, I think that's gonna be one thing and honestly, special teams I think will play a role in this. Right. The fact to be able to pin guys deep, be able to punt make them go all the way down the field to drive to score, put them inside their own ten, their own five. Yep. Um and we're talking about earlier, Johnny Hecker being a threat. You see the Rams all the time. I don't think the Patriots will bite on it, but the Rams, if they're out of field, just out of that kind of awkward range of being a short punt or a really long field goal, they'll line up for the punt. Then Hecker will run to the line and try and get them to jump offside. Yeah, that'd the be first interesting. Down. I think I don't. I don't see the Patriots biting on it, but I wouldn't be surprised to see them try and run it. I mean, both coaches have shown the. 
uh, inability to play it safe, if you will. And I think Facts. I would not be surprised one bit if there's not like like you said in that situation. I think they go for it when it when it's you're on like the forty that, yard that, line. That awkward range. Yeah, I think they go for it. I think you could see. What do you, what do you put the range at? Like fourth and five. Well, Greg Zerline's... Or do you think it more like... I think the one they went for the Saints was like a fourth and seven or eight. Like yeah. It was a long fourth yeah. down. Dude, I wouldn't put it past both these coaches to do something like that again. And then I could see like a Sean Payton uh, onside kick. I could see something wacky like, like sec- that. Second half start like a he fake... did against the Colts in 2011. Yeah, it was... 2010. 2010, 2010. Yeah. After the Steelers. Yeah, yeah. I could no, I see twenty eleven. Either way, I could see one of these coaches pulling out a fake punt, a fake kick, uh, on something like that on special teams to get momentum. Um, twenty ten. Twenty ten. I I could see something like that happening, but we'll see. We'll see. We will take a quick break. Come back. We'll have all the prop bets, picks, some more analysis. Be right back. I'm a champion, realize Shaq's mechanism. Hi, Shaquille O'Neal for Rad. He's not your normal PSA. Don't be stupid. Don't drink and drive. If you're gonna go out and have a good time, it's fine. But designate a driver to drive home. Let's stop the madness. Don't drink and drive. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, Rad, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Back here, WSUM 91.7 FM here in Madison, Beyond the Badgers, closing out the final 20 minutes and change of the show. If you missed, again, anything from the first half and a bit here, talked all about breaking down the Patriots, Rams, offense, defense, special teams, giving some hot takes, some cold takes. But either way, check us out on Twitter, Badgers Beyond, or on Apple Podcasts and Podbean under Beyond the Badgers. Dan? Before we get into the prop bets and all that, do you do you think Sean McVay has the ability to outcoach Belichick in this situation or in this game? Because I do. Yeah, that's one thing we didn't touch on. We went offense, defense, special teams. We didn't touch on coaching though. I think um, that's so hard to say because Belichick is. I would say Belichick's the best coach of all time. I mean, this oh, is, you think? But like, yeah, but you can make some arguments for coaches back in the day. But like Don Shula. He's playing his sixth Super Bowl. Or playing for their sixth win, sorry. Third straight Super Bowl. Facts. McVay's first trip here. He's only 33 years old. You were talking, we were talking about in the walk here. McVay and Julian Edelman played against each other. Maction. In the max. In some maction. Julian Edelman was playing quarterback for the golden flashes of Kent State. Sean McVay playing a little wide out from like Miami, that, Ohio. Know. Like he's he's coaching his first Super Bowl on this big of a stage. He's had plenty of attention all year long, even last going back to last year, um, about his play calling and how successful he was and being a young guy. But I, I don't know. I, I literally just don't know. I think McVay's so young and so talented that I I could see him almost coaching himself into a box in the sense that he could like do too much. Yeah, where he's going for that extra yard, where he's going for it on fourth down, where he's he's 
sending a blitz where he shouldn't have, something like that, where where Bill Belichick's just even keel, sticks to the game plan. That's just kind of what I'm worried about for Sean McVay. I could see that too, but on the flip side, like he's going to embrace this moment. This is his first trip here. This is his chance to Facts. shock the world. Like you know, that's why I think he he might get too cute. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. Like he could do that, or he could say, "Nah, I'm going to pick my chances." And I'm going to play this one smart, but also aggressive because I'm not going to change what got me here. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Dubs, your time to shine, baby. What do we got for props? Prop what do you got? You know what, Dubs? You've done such a good job this year. I think that. We let him in on it? Yeah. I think we have to. Really? Yeah. yeah. We'll let you in as long it. as you keep track of him. Yeah. You got to keep track of him. But yeah, absolutely get in on it. It wouldn't be as you fun got, without you. You got your top 10, though? You got 10 picked out? Or 10, 15? What do you got? He's I got seven. I got seven. Okay, okay. facts, facts. All right, let's hear it. Let's hear it. All right. Um. So just for the classic, line, we can throw in some classic ones too. I got New England minus two and a half. Um. Well, well, we'll do our pick well, at the end. We'll oh, do okay. our picks, picks at the, at the end. end. All right. The spread at the end. Prop bets plus one twenty-five. I believe Tom Brady winning the MVP. Ooh. So, oh, because uh, if we're doing the MVP, that kind of gives away who's gonna win. Yeah. Let's do that at the end too. Do oh, give sorry. us something like ga- Sony Michelle should, under right, under eight and a half rushing yards. I think it's going to be a more running back by committee, especially eighty and a half. Yeah, under. Ooh. I have him under. And, yeah, because I think they're going to give a lot of touches to James White and Burkhead. Um, I think under Goff. Go- I think Goff goes over two eighty nine and a half through the air. I think they're going to be throwing it a lot. Are, are we going to get to give oh, our yeah, takes here, or are you just going to rattle oh. all yours off? I'm sorry. you got to say over-under 80 yards for Shoney Michelle. We give, him, we give him a chance. Maybe and we shouldn't have. Just, blew maybe it. We, we might. You, That's, you hate to see that. I hate to see it. Uh, okay, so the first one, Sonny Michelle over-under 80 and a half yards. Patrick, what are your thoughts? Uh, I'm going to take the under strictly again, too. I think the Patriots are going to run a lot of play actions. Um but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see him, to see him get involved early running the ball. I'm gonna take the over. Last two games, he's had two over 100 yards. Games. Yeah, five touchdowns in that span. I'm gonna take the over. I think he gets to 100. Uh, the Patriots try to use some clock, and I think he goes over 80 and a half. What's next, Dubs? Okay, Jared Goff. And you over. were taking the over in that or the under? I'm taking the under. Okay, next one. All right, I got Jared Goff going over to an. 289 and a half through the air. What are your guys' thoughts? I would say over because I think they're going to be playing catch up. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. Give me the over. I think I think they're going to he's going to hit the over too. I think I think it'll be I don't know if they'll play catch up, but I think it'll be a close game going into the fourth quarter and I think they'll be down, but I think he's going to have to play a little bit of catch up late and he's going to rack up some yards there. All right. And then I I expect it to be a shootout, so I'm going under seven and a half punts in this game. Ooh, seven and a half punts. Oh, that's an interesting one. I would say, yeah, I'd go under. I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to be a lot closer. You think there's going to be eight punts? Yeah, I do. Between the two teams, eight punts? These teams don't like to punt. They don't like to punt. They do like to go for it. I don't know. I'm going to look. Hold on. I'm going to look up the team punt stats. For this season, I I bet you these are two, two of the, the, two least, of the punting least punting teams. teams. All right, Dubs, what do you got next? All right, I got um, Brady over a, over one half of an interception. I would say over. I think he's going to throw a pick. 
mainly also because over one and a half or over a half, just a half, just a half. Yeah, I would agree. I think yeah. he'll throw at least one. The Rams also force the third most turnovers in the yeah, NFL. I, too. I I would agree. I think he'll throw at least one. It's pretty hard to go perfect. So yeah. the Rams only punted the ball forty three times this year. New England punted at sixty four. So I, I like my under bet. I'm also gonna actually change my bet now. Hearing that. Uh what's next, Dubs? You got any fun props? I don't like this. Yeah, uh, he's giving us straight up ones. All right, I'm gonna, I got I'm gonna say we'll we'll pull out the we'll pull out the the real prop bets. Johnny Hecker under half of a punt. I mean half a pass. I'm going over. I think he I think they try it at least once. No, I I don't I don't I think, think he passes. I think he throws at least one. Whether he completes it or not, couldn't tell you. But I think he throws at least one. I'm taking the under, baby. All right. Um, this is Sean McVay though. And He's then bold. I think he goes New for England one. team total rushing yards one twenty eight. Oh, way over. Way Give over. me the hammer. Yeah, the over. Yeah, I'm over hammering that. that as well. That's that's just easy. Right. I think Sonny Michelle could get that by himself. You yeah. got any more? No, we were we were it. asking for like the what's the Gatorade bath gonna be? What's oh, what's like the come on? What's like how how long is the is these. Uh, National anthem gonna be yeah, like heads or, we heads or tails, bro. Let me pull those up. I'm sorry, boys. I'm yeah, give them. us. I'm, I'm kind of blowing it. I'm on pulling. This one. I'm pulling it up. I got a it's bunch. Not up your, right it's not your. It's not your proudest too. moment. That's all. That's no, all I'm gonna not say. at all my proudest moment. <laughs> See, we're looking for like what's the coin? T- is it gonna be heads or tails on the coin? T- who's I thought, who's I, gonna win it? Well, well I thought you guys were gonna back. be. I thought you guys wanted some serious, solid, concrete. Well, that's you don't know us. You do not know us. Come on, these are the fun ones. We want the. You guys never invite me to hang out. I mean, I feel oh, like. Oh, wow. He went there? Yeah. That anyway. has nothing to do with us. No. That has literally nothing to do with us. All right. All right, Dubs. This is what we're looking for. This guy's getting personal. <clears throat> First of all, coin toss, heads or tails. This is what we're looking for. Patrick, your thoughts. Keep well, the, Write these down, too, yeah, will you? I hope you're keeping track of these. Do you, you keep track of all we're the other ones? We're going to do your job for you. How about? No, I got it. Do I you keep it. track of all the other ones, though? Yeah. Okay. Coin toss, I'm going tails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. I'm, I'm going heads. Wow. Gets uh, the grand. I'm going tails. Who who wins the coin toss? Rams or Pats? Nah. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, ooh. I think the Rams win the coin toss. I got the Pats. Okay. I think, I think the Rams win the coin toss. Are you writing this down, Dubs? Yeah. Who? Who receives the ball first? I don't like that one. I like I, this one. I like it too, though, because if you think the Pats got the ball, do you think they're going to go O or D? I like this one. Length of national anthem in seconds sung by Gladys Knight over under one oh eight and a half. What are your thoughts? If you're counting at home, that's a minute and forty eight seconds. Forty nine for the over. I'm going to say Gladys Knight seems like she'd be a. Sh- she wants to. Ah, uh, last year. Lady Gaga saying it super quick. I'm going to go over. I think Gladys Knight is going to really soak it up. Give me the over. I'm hammering the over on that one. All of those national anthems go long. I'm going to take the under. Average length time, sung normally, one minute and 22 seconds. Ooh. Yeah, I kind of like that. So that's an extra 27 seconds. I don't know. Gladys Knight could really, really pull it out. All right. Color of liquid dumped on the head coach. I'm going yellow. Yellow, a little lemon lime. I'm going yellow lemon Dubs, lime. Dubs, your Gale. thoughts? It's got to be red, baby. It's got to no. be red. Nah, it's never no, red. It's no, never it's red. never red. I'm going clear. I think that icy, icy oh, punch is really? going to be really. Yeah, give me the icy punch. Wow. I'm going. Uh, I'm going clear for that one. 
What else we got? We got never blue. Nobody ever drinks blue Gator on the sidelines. All right, let's wrap it up now. Patrick, your pick and why? And it'll obviously give us the point spread because the spread's two and a half right now or three? Two and a half. Okay, Patriots favor by two and a half. Give us your pick and why, and the uh, score. Score. We'll we'll all do we'll all do our picks then we'll go score. Okay. Dubs, you go first. I love the way New England's playing right now. Can't bet against Tom Brady. I think he and Belichick win their sixth. I wow. got the Pats winning. Wow, Pats winning. Pato. I'm going my gut. I'm taking the Rams. Wow. I'm taking the Rams plus two and a half. Are they going to win, though? Yeah, they're going to win. Money line? A little sprinkle the money line? Sprinkle a little salt bay sprinkle. I am going to take the Patriots. Brady Belichick. Going against the green. I liked it. It's, I liked it, it. it. it's tough. It's really tough to bet it against them, especially. You got to be a fool to bet against but them. But I'm I'm taking the Rams. Every I, other I, I, baby. Get a, I get a weird feeling, man. They're they're due. They're I get due. A weird feeling. Dubs score. Well, I got thirty to twenty-seven Ooh. on maybe a Steven Goskowski game-winning field goal. Remember the last time these two teams met in the Super Bowl, Adam Vinatieri from forty-eight got them the win. Was Kurt Warner the the quarterback? Kurt Warner, yep. Shout out Kurt Warner. Greatest show on turf, Marshall Falk, Torrey Holt. Torrey, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was. Those guys Legendary. were. Uh, Isaac Bruce. Oh, yeah. Marshall Falk was on the cover of, like, Madden 2001 or something. Oh, yeah. Or 2000, something like that. Uh, what's your score, battle? I'm going to go with 28-27. Wow. Rams. 28-27. I am going to go. Actually, you know what? I'm going to change that. I'm going to go 28-24. Wow. Shout out to uh, Seahawks-Pats game. I'm going to go... Ooh. I'm going to go 31-28 Pats. I think Pats cover it. All right. We'll see. So, to recap, Tubbs has Pats. Pato has Rams. I have Pats as well. We'll see. It's going to be it's, it's going to be, be fun. A this is going to be a must-watch Super Bowl. Absolutely. I mean, it always is, but this one's going to be a, this one's going to be a heck of a game. Marshall Falk was on the cover of Madden 2003. Madden 03. I had that one actually for the computer though. Ooh. Wow. Be sleep PC. on it. Ray Lewis on 04 too. Scary. Oh. Ray Lewis was 05. I have it up here. Oh yeah, he was Mike 05. Vick. He was 05. He was 05. Mike oh. Vick. Great game. I rented that video game at Blockbuster. <laughs> RIP Never returned that baby. <laughs> oh, scumbag. You didn't return it? You're a th- I'm sorry. You're a thief. I'm, it was too good. I mean, like, You're how am thief. I supposed to continue an Atlanta Falcons dynasty when I have to return the game a week later? That Shut was probably it, the greatest you know, in that in that time. game though. What was the auto glitch receiver that you could just huck a long ball to with Mike Vick? Oh, was it like Michael Jenkins maybe? Nope. Uh, Roddy White. No, Roddy White wasn't in the game. Roddy White was like 12. I'm trying to think. Um, for the Falcons? Up. For the Falcons. It was like an auto glitch. You would scramble with Vic oh, all Dante, over the place. Dante Hall? Nope. Wait. You'd scramble with Vic all over the place and just huck one deep and it was an auto glitch every time. Nope. Oh, shit. Crumpler. That's a classic. Who was it? Peerless Price. Oh, <laughs> oh. Talk about names right there. Oh, man. Talk about bringing back names from the past. That just shows your... Uh, your AJ? Yeah, facts. Did you guys ever play sure, man. Madden 08 with uh, the superstar thing? Oh, dude, Madden no. 08 might have been the best Madden of all time. It was nope. it was unreal. I only ever played at Buddy's House. I was just thinking of console until I first got to school here freshman year. Had the N64, Trudy. Wow. You don't mess with Trudy. 
Randy really. Uh, no, that was Joanne. Oh. Joanne was the anti. Joanne was anti video games. Randy too, but most mostly. Joanne. In that 2004 game, you could literally sprint as far back as you wanted, and just. My yeah. Vic hucks it off one leg and just oh going o- going opposite side to rolling out to his right, throwing off balance. Mike Vic also that year was the first quarterback to ever have a ninety-two speed too. <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's right. There was no like you wouldn't get tired with him. You could yeah. scramble all over the field and then just run it with him the whole way. Just have routinely like eighty-yard runs with him. Um, what else is there? Any big news going on here? Not not uh, besides the trade. Anthony Davis, maybe? Not a whole Ooh. lot. I mean, the world of the NHL, Ovi's just living it up on their bye week right now. You, see, you see a video of him riding a dolphin? Yeah, I dra- love Just Ovi. dragging him around, just eating, just consuming water right in his face. I but love Ovi, dude. That's a jack dolphin, man. That's a big boy to be hauling around. Ovi's a man. Um, MLB. We don't really touch on the MLB, but Bryce Harper and Manny Machado still not signed. Do you have a guess as to where they're going to go? I saw that actually the other day because they're both going to get $100-plus million. Oh, yeah. So previously it was like from 04 to like 2015, I think, or twenty maybe 2017. All the guys that sh- uh, signed nine figures signed before February, and since every guy that signed over has been after February. Wow. Two, two weeks pitchers and catchers report. Can I give a hot take real quick? I- I would love for you to give a hot take to us. You might have to write this one down, but I'm going to say Machado goes to the White Sox. Wow. And Harper goes to the Phillies. Harper goes to the Phillies. Yeah. Well, that's not really a hot take. They've been talking about You think Machado's going to the White Sox, though? That's a hot take. They got a boatload of money. And they need a shortstop or dash third baseman. I think think it'll happen. I heard Teixeira talking a lot about it on baseball tonight, so got to put faith in my guy. Segway to the Yankees. Mariano Rivera, first ever to be a unanimous selection in the Baseball Hall of Fame. You like that or no? That he's unanimous? Yes. But he's the first. What about Babe Ruth? What about Hank Aaron? Hank Henry Aaron? I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not shocked that he was unanimous. I mean, all-time saves leader, five-time world champion, .7 year a six-time world champion. Yeah, I think he's got to be a... He's got to be a first ballot. Listen, well, I mean, yeah, but unanimous. Listen to this stat: Reddit and Derek Jeter's Player Tribune about Mariano Rivera. In human history, too. more people have walked on the moon than have scored an earned run off of Mariana Mariano Rivera in the postseason. Woo, Twelve people stat. have walked on the moon, and only eleven people have scored a run off uh Rivera in the playoffs. Rivera's how like, crazy is I gotta that? get I gotta get out while while this uh how crazy yeah. is that? That's pretty that's pretty nutty. That's insane man. It's crazy. F- thirteen time All Star, five time World Series, saves leader three times, MLB record six hundred and fifty two saves. How many how many years did he play? What was his what was the final total? Uh how many years he played yeah. or how many saves? How many how many years? I think he played. He played from '95 to 2013, so that's 18 years. Yep. So he averaged under one. 17 run, seasons. 17 seasons, under one run a year in the playoffs. That's ridiculous. I mean, th- those Yankees teams—they were a dynasty. Whew. I mean, the no cap is. Yeah. It's dumb. It's insane. They went '96, '98, or '96. Right? I I hate that. I I yeah. think. The NHL does it best with having a hard cap. The NBA, you can just 
pay the luxury tax and just go over it and it's whatever. Facts. Like I think when the when the Cavs won it, their owner that year barely made any money because they were so far over it. Yeah, but like they won the they won the yeah, chip. Yeah, I, I know, but like as an owner, you're gonna want to make money. But I I think the NHL does it best having the hard cap. It, it makes parity. It makes the league more well rounded. If the NBA did it, there, you wouldn't have the super team in Golden State. Classic Canadian take. No, that's facts. I'm all for parody in sports. Way more fun, way more competitive. Makes things way more interesting. Makes front offices more important. Scouting, being able to facts. draft, develop players. You know? You're just, just get off your high horse, brother. Sorry, I'm spitting facts right now. That's all the time we have. As always, check us out. Like Patty said on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Badgers Beyond. Super Bowl picks, Dubs, Patriots, me, Patriots, Patty, Rams. Rams. Let's go. That's all we got. See you next week. on 91.7 FM WSUM streaming live on WSUM.org here's your 5 o'clock news update good Thursday evening Madison you're listening to the 5 o'clock news update on WSUM 91.7 FM Madison Student Radio I'm Sam Beisman in the news today a woman from Fitchburg Wisconsin and her 9 month old daughter have gone missing According to a press release from the Fitchburg Police Department, the department is investigating a missing persons report on Lachey Nicole Mitchell, who was last seen on January 24th. The release states that Mitchell is also with her nine-month-old daughter. The press release does not divulge any circumstances relating to the pair's disappearance. Mitchell is described as a 24-year-old African-American woman who is 5 feet, 4 inches tall, and around 120 pounds, with shoulder-length black hair. Her daughter, who goes unnamed in the report, was last seen wearing a pink snowsuit. The Fitchburg Police Department is requesting public assistance in locating Mitchell and her